G'day Tiger fans, welcome to Talking Tigers. Great as always to talk to the Tiger faithful on another Tuesday afternoon. No doubt it was a tough night, Friday night, against a red-hot Melbourne footy club, but we've got to lick our wounds pretty quickly and move on because we face a top-of-the-table team in the Doggies in Round 7 on Friday night. A good way to bounce back by knocking off the Doggies, who are absolutely flying as well. Plenty on today's show. Cannot wait to have Matty Rogers join us a little bit later on. What a star he was for the Tigers. Debuting in 1994, lads, I can inform you that the Chief is after another new role at the Richmond Footy Club. He uh, he wants to tick all the boxes before he leaves. We're going to nominate our sentiment tone in our mm-hmm. best premiership team, 67 to 2000. We'll name our wingman today, of course. And as always, it's great to be joined by Manfred Mann and the great uh, life member, Tony Greenberg. Lads, good to see you. How are we? Good, Richard. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. I've had a bit of a sore throat, but it's yeah, coming too. Yeah, Just in too. time for Talking Tigers. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. going around. Yeah. yeah, no, there is a bit going around. Uh, no, a little bit flat after uh, yeah, Saturday good. night, uh, mm. no doubt. But uh, anyway, they were just a bit too good, weren't they? Yeah, Opportunities they were. will knock, Tone, uh, on the top. Ah, yes. What, yeah. who, is that well, your I, song, Matty? Well, Tone, you uh, you handed it over to me this oh, year. You? Just, you, you were just too flat. You couldn't I even. Was. Abdicating responsibility. I, I wasn't in a singing. I wasn't in a singing mood. <laughs> no, nah, you weren't. So that's uh, that's one of my favourite mm. bands. A great Australian band, UMI, with opportunities and. Mm. Obviously, with what's uh, happened and some of the injuries we have, I just thought there's going to be some opportunities in the next few weeks. That's pretty good, isn't it, Manfred? You like Very that? Very good. I like uh, hashtag that, yeah. Talking Tigers. Get involved with us. Email us, talkingtigers at richmondfc.com.au. Um, before we get into the game, uh, guys, I just wanted to comment on how good of a ceremony is this now, the Anzac uh, game. It's just standing up there in the commentary box, looking around. It's just fabulous, isn't it? Sure is, especially under lights. So yeah, under, yeah. obviously you get the day ceremony at Anzac Day, but under lights with uh, the way all the, the lights come up around the ground. And, um, yeah, it's pretty special. And it'd be pretty special for the players to be on the ground and, at that stage as well. And it makes you actually proud to mm. be an Australian, doesn't it? it nice. makes you really and, – and, and, you know, and give you that opportunity to to reflect on those that, uh, you know, have defended this country and uh, – and the sacrifices that were made, and it's just really important. And it's done, as you say, it's done so well. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I did Kokoda a few years ago with, with, um, with some a group of people. And now every Anzac Day now, I just have such a greater mm. respect and understanding yeah. of of what they did for us over there Absolutely. in Papua New Guinea yeah. and all, yeah. and all our return servicemen. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I had an yeah. uncle of mine that served in in New Guinea. Right. You know. Yeah. During that's incredible World what they yeah. had to endure over there. I know. I know. I recommend that to anyone, actually, to go and do Kokoda if, if you're up for it. Um, yeah, it was a great ceremony. But moving on, it, look, it was a tough night at the office. Mm-hmm. They're red hot at the moment. They're playing yeah. really good footy. And I thought we started well. Mm-hmm. I thought we put them under the pump, but probably just missed some chances early and and that kept them in the game. And then once they got up and running, they were just a bit too good on the night. Yeah, they sure were. Especially in that second quarter, they kind of put that, that gap between us. And then I thought in the third and fourth, we just had our chances, but... Just that connection again between our mid, our backs and mids and our forwards. That mm. I thought we probably went long too much to the likes of Lever and May and Tomlinson where we had hit up leads coming at the ball carrier that weren't used. So, um, look, we're number one. We're number one or near number one for inside 50s for the year. And we're number two. And but that, that conversion that's kind of letting us down where we're mid at the ta- middle of the table at the moment. 
Look, they're a good team. We still had yeah. 60 inside yeah. 50s. No, that's yeah. right. And as you said, but, but the start was really, really mm. good, but we just mm. didn't put enough scoreboard pressure on. Yeah. Like, if you if we get four or five goals up, which we easily could have been early could on, have been, yeah, and, yeah. and who knows when you've got that, you know, confidence and your momentum and everything. So, um, yeah, and, and I think as Dimmer said in his uh, in his presser post-match that we're probably playing like it was wet. Now, we I, I don't know how wet it got there, Matty, because... It I'd did rain a bit early, mm. yeah, and yeah. it rained in the afternoon. It was wasn't soaking though. No, and maybe we tried to play too much wet weather football, which was yeah. just to, 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 to bomb it in. And then, as you say, Manfred, they their, their defenders just picked us off, didn't they? I thought we were a bit fumbly as well. Um, I thought we yeah. had times where we could have been a bit cleaner, and then we could have got out. And we had enough numbers around the contest, but it was just a bit a bit of a hot potato type type uh, type deal. But um, look, we'll learn from it for sure. And um, there were some positives to take out of as well. I thought Ned oh. Curves was really good and. He Bolton was incredible. Again. Yeah, that, yeah. That was a fascinating duel with Max Gorn. Look, I know Max had a, a pretty solid night as well, but I would have given that a nil-all draw. I thought yeah. they were both pretty good. I think Nank had 18 contested possessions. Yeah. Just his grunt work. Geez, having a really good year, Nank. Well, Matty, Matt, I, I, apart from Max Gorn, I don't think there's another ruckman in the competition that's going better than Nank at the no, moment. I don't think so either. I, I, I reckon he's probably the second best ruck right now. He's had 22 disposal, well, 20 plus disposal, actually 22, three three games in a row. Yeah. So, and, and he's and his uh, clearance he's, works really he's, good. He's our number one stoppage player. Um, so yeah, he's he's going extremely well. Yeah. We had Max Gorn on seven after the game, and he, he acknowledged that. And he said um, Nank's one of his toughest opponents just mm. because of what he can do around the ground, his clearance yeah. work. Um, yeah. yeah, he was outstanding. Well, the so, other thing, sorry, just quickly, the other thing much. we forget about Nank, he's only 25 or 26. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, you know, no. so that's the time when big men are probably just entering their prime. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. 26 yeah. to 30 are going to be his best yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. He's, he's really jumping well. He's yeah, getting, he is. His body yeah. must be in good nick. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Let's touch Shea one. Bolton was good again. Mm-hmm. I thought he kept us in it. Well, he, he tried to mount a challenge in the second half and look, a bit of finishing in front of goal is probably something that mm-hmm. he probably needs to work on a little bit more, but... Look, he he was handling the ball like it was dry, so he there was there was no issue there with the conditions for him, and he's getting to the right spots, and his clearance work is just building as the weeks go on, and he just looks really dangerous when he gets the ball in hand. Oh yeah, and his aerial ability. I mean, yeah. he's you know for 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 a small player, his ability to jump, you know, just uh, I mean he could play he could play out of the goal square, yeah, he could, and mm. and kick and kick and because he can jump, he can mark. He's so elusive. I mean, he could kick a heap of goals playing out of the goal square, no doubt. What about Mansell? I know you like him, Manfred. Mm. He's just I like him because he doesn't he's not intimidated. No, and he has a massive crack. We talked about it last week. Yeah, and, and look, his positioning in regards to our structure is really improving as the the weeks go on as well. Like he's getting to the right spots and and where he needs to be. And he had that contest. I think was was it in the last quarter where it was that one on one or the ball was coming over the back inside D fifty, and he kind of held his ground, attacked the footy, came forward to defend, and won the ball back for us. And it was a really big moment for him as, as a mm. young player. So now he's building as the weeks go on, and he, he makes good decisions as well. So he uses the footy and. I think that I think Dimmer especially really likes him. Well, he's just tough to turn. He's, yeah. he's really got a bit of mongrel in him. He's got in some him, junkyard dog in him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he yeah, has. Yeah. What do you think? Of, I thought uh, Marlon Pickett played his best game for the year. I yeah, thought he was yeah. really good. He seems to be relishing that role. I reckon doesn't he, he? he's starting to. I reckon he's starting to understand that role more and more, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we, I think we forget how young in the game he is as well. Yeah. Like he just burst onto the scene, but look, he jumped into Gorn a couple of times, and that leap. Um, and his leap 
and his timing with his tap yeah. work is really good as well. So and he tapped it down to himself, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not many, not too many ruckmen can do that, can they? Yeah, and got the clearance. Yeah. yeah. So what? When once the ball hits the deck, he he's real cat-like with his with his movement. So look, I think it's a real trick that we can use moving forward. Whether we mm. use it every week, I'm not too sure, but uh, it's a real positive. Mm. Yeah, and the other one, of course, uh, my boy, uh, uh, Bates. Your boy. Ah, oh, no, look, Bates. Just oh, just up, yeah. he, does, he absolutely just gives everything, mm. Liam Baker, yeah. every week. And he's just, as we've said this many, many times on the show, he's a natural footballer and he's just never beaten his determination. And uh, you just, just love the way he goes about it. Absolutely. So there's going to be some opportunities, isn't there? Mm. We've, we've got injuries, obviously. Um, well, no, it's going to be two out. Yeah, yeah there's definitely possibly two three. Out. Possibly three. Possibly three. Possibly three. Yesterday, yeah. 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 Mm. So, and we know Floston won't be back this week. Presti obviously has had a little setback mm. as well. So there's going to be some opportunities. So, man, for I guess you watched the uh, the VFL. So mm. who do you think's really on the edge of selection this week? Look, after talking about Pickett, you talk about the second ruck, and I'll tell you what, Callum Coleman-Jones can't do any more than he's doing right now. Um, he's at the top of his game at VFL level, and he, just, he looks ready to debut. So whether they bring him in this week, next the next week, or the week after that, I'm not too sure. But I think well, he's well, he's, not, not his debut. Not his debut, sorry. Season debut, sorry. Would be um, and then you look at Patrick Naish, um, But look, it's funny. With Dustin Martin and Kane Lambert, they're real specific positions that we need to fill. Yeah. And the players at, at VFL level, like you look at probably a Riley Collier Dawkins and a Will Martin to kind of fill those kind of positions. Yeah. Um, and the, they both didn't have great games on the weekend, but before mm. that against Sandringham, they were really good. So, um, and also Jack Ross with the as the medical sub is one well, that he could he'll be stay in. Ross, he, he'd right. have to stay in. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he got a fair bit of it when he came on. So you'd think that he would take one of those midfield roles. Yep. Yeah. And maybe this is the ideal work week for uh, Collier Dawkins to, to debut. I think yeah, you yeah. got to. I, I think you I, do. We, I mean, I, we don't know anything clearly, but this is just us talking as, as Richmond people. I think it's probably – he's been there a while now. I think you have to probably have a look at him sooner rather than if later. If you're looking for a like-for-like like type thing, then, then that's what you would do is obviously because yeah. he's got the bigger body and to come in and play that midfield role. I mean, the possibility of Grimes being out with his ankle. Um, he that, was getting scans yesterday afternoon, so yeah. I don't know what's been confirmed from that. So you look at a back like a probably, I guess you could go a Patrick Nash type and then you could move Pickett back, but Pickett's been pretty good in the ruck. So it's a, it's a tricky one with Grimes. Um, mm. We probably don't have a like-for-like like in the VFL mm. or you can look at a Ben Miller as that bigger type key back. I think they're reasonably positive on Grimes, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, the other if Grimes he did miss, I mean, the other one is 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 Camden could go back. Too, yes. he? Yeah, he could. I think we've got some flexibility there. That so you'd think it's the two midfield roles that would need to be filled with Martin and Lambert, and then we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with Grimes. But um, yeah, I think I think you're right, Rich. I think with Collier Dawkins, I think it's just time to see what he can do yeah. at AFL level. Mm. Uh, look, uh, and you don't want to be losing games, obviously, you know, and you don't want to be losing players, key players through injury, but it is a blessing in disguise. We have spoken about this before, the importance of giving these young players an opportunity at the highest level yes. to see if they can cut it, because if you don't, then you get to a situation at the end of the year where maybe you have a few, you know, players mm. that are moving on or retiring and you're not sure about these yeah, young players. Right. It's just yeah. really, and we see across the competition, the young players that are given an opportunity uh, and how they're just thriving. And I, I suppose even in the Anzac Day clash with um, Parrish at Essendon, who's, yeah. you know, now he's got the opportunity and he's just, he's, he's, he's firing, isn't he? Well, yeah. it's taken Shield and Caldwell to probably go out for him to yeah. get yeah. that chance in the centre square and he took it. And, that, and that's what you need. You need opportunities. 
Uh, and the dogs, looking forward to them, their, their midfield is absolutely on fire at the moment. Yeah. So we obviously, we've got to bring in midfield depth well, to play against them. They have lost a pretty fair player, though, haven't they? Obviously, Josh Dunkley yeah, out. He's, Dunkley's a, he's, out. he's a big out for them, too. But, but yeah, they're, 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 great, they're very deep a, through a, the midfield, An excellent though. midfield, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the key to this game. Yeah. I mean, uh, their clearance work and the, the amount of numbers that they get through mm. the midfield. And we saw Melbourne flick it around a lot with hands on Friday night, and that's very much like the Western Bulldogs. They had one, two, three, four handballs, and they get someone clear. So I think at the source this week, yeah. we've got to be really, really good. There's got to be balance around the stoppage too, Richo. So you've got yeah. to manage the outer ring of the stoppage when they can flick it out. Um, that's so, what Melbourne's got us a little bit with, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. And and look, it's not it's nothing new to us. It's something we've had to manage with other teams as well. So, um, look, they're number one for clearances, number one for centre clearances. Um, then their ability to convert once inside 50 is really good too. So I guess the equation is pretty simple. Let's just not let them get in inside 50 as much as they do and see if we can hold them up. Yeah, you just talked about Callum Coleman, Jazz. It might be the week to bring him in with the English mm. out. Really yeah. put, really put stretch them, them under. Them. Yeah, just stretch, stretch them, them with Steph yeah. Martin having to probably do. They might bring in another Ruckman. I'm not sure, but it might be the week for Callum, I think. It could be. Yeah, it could yeah. be. And look, look at the dogs, what they did in the last quarter last week and how they put uh, a real gap between GWS and and themselves, but I think I thought GWS played them really well, and yeah, they forced young, one on young ones. GWS team. Yeah, 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 and they forced one on ones down the line with their bigs. So that's something really that we need to look at um, this week. They tend to defend a lot one on ones, so if we can expose those kind of matchups. We can get yeah. dangerous with Lynch and Rewalt and the guys inside fifty. What about specifically then, Manfred on the VFL? We couldn't get the job done. They 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 beat us, Casey. They're a pretty good team. They're in good form as well. Yeah, they've got some really high-end AFL talent at their disposal of VFL level. So um, it was always going to be a tough ask. And we had Wolves skinny down back with Ryan Garthwaite out and Ben Miller coming back from a groin injury. But look, it, it, it mirrored a lot of the AFL game. We mm. were had territory early, but just couldn't convert. And I thought we were really on top of them. And then in the second quarter, they put a gap on us and they really beat us up around the ball a bit um, with their more seasoned uh, midfielders. And then we, the thing we did, do we fought it to the end, which was really pleasing. Um, and our pressure was great and we were turning the ball over and but then on the way out so on in the off, offensive transition we just would turn it over again and then we'd be caught out at the back so it was really good learning experience um Marby Achol was good as well um I thought he had a really good battle with um Majak Dor throughout mm. the day as well so um he's probably one that they'll look at during the week as well but um and Patrick Morris, Morris Jr yeah, yeah, look, he was good, but he was probably starved a bit of opportunity. Mm. But when he was up around the ball, he was good. I thought Sydney Stack, even though he just had nine touches, I thought when it went near him and when he was in, involved in the contest, he was just really classy on a really tough day. But he was Would reported. he be left field? Would he be left oh, field this week? I, th- oh, I don't think nah, not quite no, yet. Not yet no. But I think they'd be seriously looking at him for post-buy to bring him yeah, up to AFL yeah. level. And I yeah, think sure. um, his fitness is, is building every week and his ability, he's just so clean and creative forward yeah. to centre. Yeah. And tough. He's really tough. But he was reported on the weekend, and he, he can accept a reprimand and um, $650 yeah. fine for striking. So he'll be okay for yeah. selection. Um, but uh, look, Samson Ryan? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen his goal tone, but it was pretty special when he kicked it off the ground and he chipped yeah. it over 30. So yeah. that was a real yeah. highlight for the day. And look, mm. he had a tough day in regards to positioning against a really good key defender in Harrison Petty. Who um who intercepted a lot a lot of big spoils so that's probably Samson's growth area for when he's engaging with a really good defender like that where to take him and um and then we had to isolate him and, and things like that but look he's developing as the weeks go on. Noah Cumberland did he he play? He did play. <laughs> you know so this is a stat time. 
<laughs> has anyone ever debuted, been reported before they've had a stat? Oh, no. no. Prob- probably not. Oh, Red really? Marlin might be able to tweet that one in. So, so did he get off the charge? or? Um, I would have to check with the judiciary. It was, the a, it was a match day report. Yeah, I think so. And it was a day. Oh, okay. So um, we'll see what comes out of that. So, But in Noah Cumberland, look, he looks good, looks tough, looks creative. So um, let's see how he goes as the week's okay. going. Now, now I watched a lot got... this week. Sorry, just quickly, yeah, time before mm-hmm. you jump in. Who who we play this week? Werribee, Saturday afternoon, oh, Avalon Airport Oval. Get down there, Tiger fans, or watch a, it on 7 Plus. A 7 Plus game, yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of coverage, I, I watched the live stream, okay? Now, there was no commentary from you, but I, uh, but I could hear you whistling and sniffing in the background. What was that? What were you <laughs> that, doing? Now, that was not me. That was the cameraman. It was incessant whistling. It was doing my head in. What's I, I, nearly, I was nearly going to text you and say, can you stop that? In, I got a that I got a text from JB and he said, are you whistling? I said, oh, no, mate, that's the cameraman. Oh, so, so apparently Manfred's refused to commentate. He wanted a pay increase. Yeah, well, well I went to the chief during the week and I said, if you're not going to you know, throw a few sheets my way, I'm just going to have right. to pop, pass on it. So maybe we'll see well, what happens. You should have hit up Gun and more for a bit more then. I should have. <laughs> All right. Hey, I've just got a quick rant, lads. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is really annoying me now. Now, I know we're in a COVID situation around the world, and it's tough, but seriously, there was only 55,000 at the MCG on Friday night, okay? There could have been up to 85 there. What yep. is going on? Now, mm. I had friends try and get tickets during the week through Ticket Tech and they, their barcodes. and it, it and, and they were saying the barcodes uh, weren't weren't the right number when they were. They punched it in five. So they give up. Yeah. Mm. And why yeah. can't you just walk up and buy a reserve seat? You can in Sydney. Why can't yeah. you do it here? It's doing my head in, and yeah. it's costing clubs money, mm. and yeah. these games deserve to have more people there. It's just all too hard. We've got to try and sort this out ASAP. That's no, my I agree. Opinion. No, I agree. Oh, 100%, 100% agree. And that's 100%. nothing against what any anyone at our club's doing. It's just the, the whole process. Yeah. Of, Hey, lads, before we move on, the AFLW Awards were, of course, last yes. week, and uh, our girls did really well. Well, because you had said that if Mon Conti hadn't got into the team, that there was going to be hell to pay. Well, she know? did. But so Mon Conti and obviously Katie Brennan both got into the team and thoroughly deserved. So well, well done to, to, to the pair of them. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if we had have, uh, won a few more games earlier in the year, Mon Conti might have won the whole Best and fairest. Yeah, could have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were we we're still scratching our heads how Ellie McKenzie didn't get uh, the Rising Star Award. That uh, oh, I always thought that was a fait accompli. Yes, <laughs> me too. So <laughs> we are right. bemused by that. But anyway, yeah. all right. So uh, before we get a few emails and tweets, just a quick update on the tragics. So we've uh, we've got 134 new members. So we're going to cap that at 150. So there's 16 left. So if anyone out there wants to join it's uh, obviously $35 to become a member all proceeds go to Alana and Madeline you get the kit you get uh, the membership card you get the chief watch badge you get the coffee mug you get the bumper sticker so 35 there's 16 new memberships left 293 people renewed we're going to cap that at 400 so a call to arms uh, we're nearly there if you want to get one don't forget bandtshirts.com.au b-a-n-d-t shirts.com.au and search Talking Tigers and obviously all proceeds to Alana and Madeline. Um, be good to have you on board. Manfred, you got any emails? You've got, got an email here. This is one following on from... Yeah, he's good. Yeah, very smooth, very smooth. 
Mm. He wasn't happy that there was no audio available too on on Saturday. Just might ask. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't happy, Peter. <laughs> we'll move on from yeah. that. Yes. Um, we've got an email here, following on from an email we've received previously from Eddie from PNG. Yeah, now, yeah, he, yeah. He, he yeah. called out his friend Anne, who is her uh, Richmond Football Club. Uh, I guess loyalty was in question, and then Anne's responded. Uh, I was left with no choice but to immediately sign up as a new Talking Tigers tragic member. Hearing my best mate's disappointment, Eddie from PNG, was one thing, but to hear the emphatic cries for me to lift my game from Richo and crew was too much to bear. I will proudly display my TTT stickers, TTT stickers on my new Jeep. Oh, there you go, a little yeah. And ensure that my mug takes pride of place on my desk at work. My indo- indoctrination onto the Tiger train started in 1980 in the small rural town township of Diamond Creek with my grade two teacher, Mrs. Patterson. Uh, AKA mother of Adam Patterson. There you go. Oh, there you go. Ah, I was going right. to say that. Pato's from out that way. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Or what bribed a group of innocent young children to barrack for Richmond, promising icy poles to all should uh, Richmond beat Collingwood in the grand final. The rest, they say, is history. Oh, yes. So thank you, history. Is history too. No, that's great. Really and we've got one here from uh, from Brett Lonigan. Get the pin out, Richo. Get the other, get another pin All out. Right, I've got it out. I've yeah. got it out. I told you, we're going to cover the continent of Africa, and we're just we're just going yes. again here. Yeah. Um, Where? This is from Brett Lonigan. Now we're going to Tanzania. Tanzania. Yeah. I'm yes. in the working mining industry currently in Tanzania, the home of the Serengeti, and my previous job in Egypt and Ghana, West Africa. I have happily yeah. tuned in each week. The show gives me something to look forward to each and every week, and takes me away from the grind and update on my beloved Tigers. I am originally born and bred west coast of Tasmania in Queenstown, Richo. There you go. Yeah, that's why he's mining in Tanzania. Yeah, Queenstown's yeah. a mining town. Very that's true, right. very you true. Know, a large Chris Fagan's from uh, Queenstown. Hey, 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 you're just preempting yeah. something here, Richo. The Fagans were actually at high school at the same time I was in the late 70s. I'm sure go. Richo would have maybe played there as a schoolboy or on the famous gravel oval, oval at Queenstown. Thank uh-huh. you, Brett Lonigan. Oh, I'll tell you what, we went down there as a rep team in under-16s and played on the gravel ground, and they towed us up the West Coast boys. Yeah, we didn't yeah. want did, We did not want to know about it. Did you it, have to wear, like, knee pads or something or no, on the no, gravel oval? No, no, just had to be tough, time. Um, <laughs> all right, Manfred, you got a, a tweet or two? Or is that yeah, I've got, a, I've got a tweet here from um, from David Millett. Now, now Bailey Lambert, son of Craig, who was on our VFL list until, yes. uh, until COVID hit, He's yeah. now playing at Frankston. So yeah. David wants to know if he falls under the father-son criteria. Uh, now, I don't believe Bailey does. I don't – not too sure. across the criteria, Tone, maybe you'd be more apt in, in – No, I think he – well, I think he would because uh, because uh, he would have played – Craig would have played over 100 games. I reckon yeah. he did. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, he is eligible. So um, he's, he's flying at Frankston too. He kicked five. He kicked yeah. five on the weekend. I saw I followed Craig on uh, Twitter yeah. and he was yeah. putting reports through from the Frankston game. Yeah, yeah, let's hope Bailey keeps going well. You never know. We might also see an employee of Pet Stock at Carnegie Tone if you're looking for anything. Pet Stock at Carnegie. Pet. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. I might get something for little Jasper. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good yeah. stuff, uh, Manfred. All right, the Chieftain. Okay, uh, now we know how the Chief uh, likes to fill a number of roles across oh, yes. the club. He's a chameleon. Yes. He's oh, a chameleon. Yeah. He, can, he can fill various roles across the club. But one of our great mates here on Talking Tigers, obviously, club historian, Rhett Bartlett. He he is the man when it comes to the history mm-hmm. of the rich football club. So, of course, Tone, last week we were, of course, honouring the great 
Checker Hughes, who of yep. course played at Richmond, coached Richmond, coached Melbourne, mm-hmm. and uh, the club uh, wanted to get Rhett in to talk to all of the staff about mm-hmm. the legacy of the great Checker Hughes. Great idea, great idea. And, and, and mm-hmm. Rhett's the only man that can yep. talk about that, isn't mm-hmm. he? No yep. one else is qualified. No one else has enough uh, knowledge of the That's history right. of the club. So right. the mm-hmm. only man that could do that is Rhett. So mm-hmm. Rhett was called into the club, put a lot of time into his presentations. Mm-hmm. Always does. Hours. Oh, he does. He's very mm-hmm. thorough, Rhett. Spent hours preparing mm-hmm. the night before, mm-hmm. and he couldn't wait to get into the club, into the auditorium, to present uh, the history of the great Checker Hughes. So one B. Gale, the chieftain, gets up to introduce our man, Rhett. Mm-hmm. And, of course, 15 minutes later, uh, he's nearly stolen all of Rhett's gear. He's got Rhett's got nothing left, right? <laughs> And eventually, Simon Matthews had to nudge the chief and go, Look, uh, Chief, that's, uh, we've got Rhett here today. That's why we've got Rhett. That's it's why ex- Rhett's here. That's why you're introducing It's him. extraordinary. So Rhett got up and unfortunately it, had it, nothing. Nothing. He had nothing left to talk about. He just had to stop. concur with the chief and just move on. So the chief wants Rhett's role. He wants oh, to become uh, well, you know in COVID, which I hear they're saying, like, cutbacks and you've got to be more versatile yeah. and play oh, multiple, yeah. multiple. The Chiefs taking yeah. that to a whole other oh, level. Taking oh, it yeah. yeah. It, so, was, it was unbelievable, wasn't so it? So poor old Rhett, uh, he's thinking that he may go down GR's trapdoor pretty he soon. Might. Yeah. Rhett, don't share anything with the Chief from yeah. now on. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no. Nothing. No. All right, uh, Tone, uh, Matty Rogers is not far away, so we'll whip through this. Uh, we're going to name our mm. wingman. But uh, play the little sting first, Pina Colada. Well, it was our first uh, our first wingman in our best ever Richmond Premiership side from 1967 to uh, 2020. And, of course, the great club immortal Francis Burke gets the first wing position in the side. So mm. thoroughly deserved, of course. Oh, yeah, pretty... Pretty easy selection, that one. Yep. Okay. So today as our centre nominations, and geez, there's some cracking sentiment uh, to, to, to pick from. So uh, we've got... Uh, go first? Yeah, you go first, yeah, Richard. I'll quickly you? go, and we'll whip through these because we've got Rojo yeah. uh, coming yeah. up very shortly. But our first nomination, Dion Prestia, three-time Premiership player, 17, 19 and 20. 72 games at the Tigers, 2019 Jack Dime medalist in the 2017 grand final. He was outstanding, 27 disposals and a goal. 2019, got got tagged a little bit, Manfred, still had mm-hmm. 22. And then last year, 14 disposals and very important goals that he kicked, two of them, Dion Prestia. What a recruit he's been mm-hmm. for our club. Unfortunately, he's not out there at the moment, but he's our first nomination as sentiment in our all-time team. Second, three-time best and fairest uh, winner. Mm-hmm. Mm. What a class act. Beautiful, long-raking kick out of the centre of the ground. The great Jeff Rains from Swan Hill, 134 games at the club, 55 goals. As I said, three BNFs and 1980 Premiership player. And Tony, you'd be better to say how he played on that day. Oh, he was sensational. If it probably wasn't for Kevin Bartlett kicking seven goals, he was a huge it. chance He was a huge <laughs> yeah. chance to win the uh, Norm Smith medal because he actually dominated, man. Yeah. Terrific. All right, you've got All a right. couple as well. Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, just a tremendous uh, sentiment. 
Billy Barrett, first 120 mm. games, 91 goals with the Tigers, 61 to 70. Uh, two-time Premiership player, 1967 and 69. In the 67 grand final against Geelong, he was best on ground. Uh, 27 disposals, 26 kicks uh, amongst them, seven marks and one goal. And then in 1969 grand final against Carlton, uh, one of the best uh, field again, 20 disposals, 18 kicks, two handballs, nine marks, and he kicked three goals. He was actually shifted to full forward for a little bit of that uh, of that game. Um, Billy was just – he was like a Dustin Martin-type mm, player back yeah, then. Powerful. Explosive, powerful match winner, could play midfield. Well, he was a sentiment but could go forward would, and, and influence. Would he have won – Two Norm Smiths, or at least one. Uh, he would have won one. He would have won the sixty-seven. Yeah, he would have yeah. won the sixty-seven yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, just a dynamic player, fitness fanatic, and uh, such a great biggest occasion player, and a great exponent of the drop kick. Yeah, and uh, he just loved to roam the field as a centre man. So great player. And the second he used one, to love, course, he used to love calling into the club, Bill too. When I was yeah, playing. he did. I, mean, I, I got on extremely well. Just with loved Billy, having uh, a chat. Yeah, he really missed Billy. Yeah, he yeah. passed away sadly in uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, and the second one, of course, was Ian Stewart, who was involved in the famous swap with Billy. I was down <laughs> at the Hobart Footy Club, but so cheerio, because a few of our oh, listeners were yeah, there. Yeah. Billy, of course, from, from the Hobart. Hobart Footy yeah, Club. that's right. Yeah, yeah. 78 games to the Tigers, 55 goals, 1971 to 75. Won the Brownlow in his debut season with the club in 71. 1973 Premiership player. Uh, he had 16 disposals, all 16 kicks in that grand final against Carlton, uh, took five marks and kicked three goals. So played a really, really important role in that premiership side. Just a beautifully balanced. I mean, we've spoken about him before. Sublime skills as a centre man, left footer, excellent mark, as brave as they come. So, uh, yeah, there you uh, go. There you go. What, how about this those nominations? This could be the toughest yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrett, <laughs> Reigns, uh, Prestia, and a guy called Ian Stewart. Yeah, yeah really handy. I'm not sure how we're going to choose this one. Uh, hey, uh, and just on Ian Stewart, I know I've said this on TT before, but if you ever had the opportunity to talk football with Ian uh, and have a, have a beer with him. Brilliant. Just brilliant. What a yeah. mind. Yeah, incredible football mind. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's good. There we go. We'll name our sentiment next week and then get on to the other wing. All right. Uh, Rojo's about to join us, but uh, we better get some quick votes, lads, uh, for the Melbourne game. Manfred, I might get you to go first. No worries at all. I went with Jack Graham for the three votes. Uh, two, bol- two votes to Shay Bolton and then one vote to Ryan Mansell. I wanted to get him in the votes. Mm. Very good. Who'd you go, Tone? Uh, three to uh, Nan Curvis, two to Bolton. Cheap neck stiff, man, yeah. to be honest. Why mate. not? <laughs> you should be I thought I uh, sent you the text. I was like, geez. oh, I've left Nank out, haven't I? Nank. Yeah, he's pretty stiff. Uh, well, yeah, so he gets my three votes, two to Bolton and one to Baker. Yeah, yeah great minds. Uh, for all the reasons above, I went Nank. I went two to Bolton, and I gave Shane Edwards one. He's I another one I left out. I thought yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, so can I just ask first, where, where was Mansell this time last year? Just make uh, it easy. He was at West Torrens. I can confirm. West Torrens. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh, talking of South Australia, mm-hmm. uh, one of South Australia's finest is about to join us. Whack that sting in first, Penny. Penny Colada. All right, what about this man here? Pick 37 in the 1992 National Draft coming out of South Adelaide. 1994 best first year player, 197 games, 163 goals. Played everywhere, the ultimate utility for the Tigers, but won the goal kicking also in 2000. A good mate of mine 
and a man with a few nicknames, but our favourite one, because he's a favourite here on Talking Tigers, it's Matt Mini Hands Rogers. <laughs> Mini, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, Richo. Good, yeah, glad to be on, mate. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on, Ru. Hey, mate, before we get into the questions, we're just talking now. You were drafted in, in 1992. Why did you stay in Adelaide in 1993? Did you feel you just needed another year in the SANFL? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I felt uh, where I was at, I'd, I played, played about eight or nine games with South Adelaide at that stage when I got drafted. And um, I just felt just chatting with my dad and some some, uh, you know, people around the club I was at, South Adelaide, that, you know, it wouldn't hurt if uh, Richmond allowed me to stay and play um, another year with South Adelaide, um, just for my development and that. So I had the discussions with Richmond about the idea and and they they were okay with it. You know, ideally they would have loved me to come yeah. over in that, in that 93 season. But, uh, yeah, they allowed me to stay and play with South Adelaide Luckily, I had a good year. I, I played every game with South Adelaide. Um, luckily, I didn't get injured, which yeah. you know, may have been interesting, you know, um, how Richmond would have taken that if I did a bad injury or something and I was still back in South Australia. So, yeah, no, I played every game with South Adelaide in the league over there. Um, yeah. And, yeah, my form was was pretty good and, you know, I was kicking a few goals. So so they, they kept in contact with me and then, no, uh, and then after that year, obviously I was ready to go, and I felt, yeah, my development, you know, was um, almost ready that I'd be able to have a crack at maybe getting into the Richmond ones. But you know, yeah. I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. But uh, that extra year definitely, I think, helped. Well, you had oh, an absolutely instant, had an instant impact, Rogie, too, when you when you <laughs> did get to the Tigers. Best first year player, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that decision was was a good one. You know, I'm sure if I did come over in the in the ninety three year, that uh, you know I, I would have hoped that I, I may have been able to get into the the senior side then. But uh, look, it, I ended up playing every game in ninety ninety four for Richmond, and yeah, like I said, Tone winning best first year player uh, with Jamie Tate that year was uh, you know um, something yeah I'm pretty proud of, which was great. Mm. Absolutely, Rue. All right, we'll get into it, mate. The fans loved uh, Rojo too. They used to have a song, <laughs> Super Matty Rogers. He used to hear that when he was coming out of the goal square. All right, mate, 13 questions. Uh, where are you now? Where are you living, mate? Yeah, so lots, still in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I live in the uh, the area of Northcote, which, uh, Richo, you know about mm-hmm. that area now, <laughs> mate. You've moved okay. into the great suburb. So, yeah, we're pretty much neighbours. So, uh, look, I've been here, yeah, uh, in this area for... Uh, the last probably 15, 14, 15 years, not long after I retired. Um, I did weigh up about going back to Adelaide there for a little bit after I retired um, because that's where I was from. But, uh, look, we were pretty settled after, you know, being at Richmond for the 11 years and, um, you know, I had, had my wife Amy that had come over from Adelaide as well and we are just starting, obviously, a family with the kids and that. So we were... We were we we're pretty keen to stay in Melbourne, and yeah, so still here and uh, still still loving uh, living here. Just very good. Plus me and Rue, we've lived near each other for two years, and we still haven't. Been oh, 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 I think I've tried a few times, but Richo's always too busy. No, nah, he's, he's, he's very aloof these days, Roger. Very aloof. Yeah. Yes. yes. Anyway, mate, what are you doing work-wise? Yeah, look, I um I was lucky enough uh, about twelve months after finishing at, at Richmond that. Uh, uh, through uh, 
a mate of a mate, a word filtered to me about a job in the golf industry. Um, I was a bit of a, I just keen social golfer, you know, during my footy days. Good and, golfer. Um, You're a good golfer, Roo. Oh, no, nah, a bit, bit erratic. You get them a bit sideways at times, Richo. But, uh, and so, yeah, no, nah, so I went down the path and, and uh, applied for the role and sat through the interviews and that with the golf company. The golf company at the time was Bridgestone Golf, and they basically specialise in golf balls mainly. And um, and they were, in the end, keen to give give me a go, even though I hadn't had the golfing industry background, but obviously I'd come from, you know, a sporting level that was high and uh, they saw it, it being a good in where I'd be on the road talking to customers and having that different type of background was, you know, maybe going to, you know, uh, open a few doors for me. And so, yeah, I'm still in the golf industry. I've stayed in that since, since uh, yeah, that sort of 15 years ago um, and still enjoying it. Yeah, built obviously Excellent. some good relationships and I enjoy it still. Um, so, yeah, basically covering all of Victoria, dropping in on all the pro shops and off-course stores as well. Very good. Nice, mm-hmm. Buck. And who makes up your immediate family? Immediate family, uh, so wife wife Amy. Um, so, yeah, we've been married, yeah, uh, about 16 years now. And I have a daughter, Maya, who is 17. And wow, my, son, 17. My, my son, Jack, who's 15. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy how time flies and how quickly <laughs> they've grown up. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're going really well. Excellent. Excellent. Ro, I saw, uh, saw she got her else the other day too, so you'd be a bit nervous now, yeah. mate, out on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've been uh, getting out with her and, uh, yeah, doing a bit of driving. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, a bit nerve-wracking at times. But, no, nah, she's going well. She's uh, she's clocking up the hours. And, uh, yeah, before I know it, Jack, Jack, my son, will be driving in the oh, next few no. too, so. Plenty of, of tramps to dodge yeah. in Northcote too. <laughs> hey, Bruin, <laughs> I, I know the answer to this. I don't think you played anywhere after you left t- the Tigers, did you? Do you have a few games anywhere? I, I actually did, Rich. Yeah, I um, I went to East Burwood with Brodders. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so in the in the East, Eastern Footy League. Uh, so Bro- Paul Broderick was the coach. Um, and he was, yeah, he'd been there for, I think, two or three years at East Burwood. And he was a playing coach, and then he decided he was just going to go coach and retired from playing. And that was the year he got got me there to have a bit of a run. So I decided to just have the one year at East Burwood, and uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good having him as the coach, and he was pretty good with me. You know, he, he let me sort of run my own race a little bit with the fitness and when I could attend trainings and things like that. And, um, so yeah, it was a good good step down from obviously the AFL level to uh, go and yeah play at play at East Burwood in that that Eastern Footy League. Very good. Do you, do you have any football involvement these days? Uh, main, mainly just through my kids' footy. Yeah. So I, I uh, before the the COVID lockdown last year, I'd spent a couple of years coaching my son's side mm-hmm. um, in one of the local footy footy clubs here, Parkside Footy Club. Um, so yeah, I, I did did a bit of the full time coach there, and then outside of that, um, it's just helping out where I can, you know, mm. whether it's you know running the boundary or mm. you know goal goal umpire or yeah anything like that currently. So yeah, not currently coaching. Um, did a few years. Not sure if I'll coach again, but because yeah. uh, mm. uh, obviously at Tigerland I saw coaches come and go, so I know <laughs> yeah. what it was like. Yeah, a few. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Mm. And it's good to see we're keeping a coach for a long time at the moment. Yes. Yeah. So it's good to say. Just, 
just on that back, um, what has the club's recent success meant to you? Oh, great. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. You know, obviously, uh, you know, there was a long period, uh, you know, the, the Tigers were starved of some success. I was lucky enough during my career when Richo was there as well that, you know, we had a taste of it getting to finals and, uh, you know, prelims and nearly getting to the big the big one. Big one. But uh, what the Tigers have done in the last four or five years is, yeah, no, it's been great. You know, um, I think just just for all... You know, the supporters that have, you know, s- stuck by the club and, you know, people involved in the club throughout, you know, the last, you know, 30 or 40 years to give them the joy, uh, you know, and success that the Tigers have been having is is made a, made a big difference to all of them and, and myself and, and my family as well. Who's your favourite player, Roo? Who do you love watching? Oh, look, I I am a, a fan of Grimesy. You know, yes, I good just, choice. Yeah, yeah, look, he... I just love the way he goes about it. I remember him coming through, you know, in his first year or two, and uh, and I just remember thinking, you know, this kid's—he's got something, you know, just the way he was going about it, you know. Yeah. Reminded me of Blakey from North Melbourne. Yeah. You know, yeah. During, yeah, I just remember it, you know, when Grimsy was coming through, and I thought, yeah, he plays a similar type of style a bit, and um, yeah, he, uh, and then you know you got a few unsung heroes, you know, like your Macintosh and Bakers and yeah. Graham's and that, you know, they they're very important as well. So um, and I, and obviously, you know, your big guns are important as well. But you know, just those those sort of players I mentioned are very important. Well, the bloke who wears your old number goes mm-hmm. all right too, doesn't he? Yeah, he certainly does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah t- taking it to new levels. Um, so. Yeah, no, nah, he's. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to warn that number. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. number. Very good number. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I think one of the questions you might ask me is what who my kids love. And, That's and it what is, I was going to ask that now. Yeah, <laughs> it, and it is Dusty. They yeah, uh, Dusty, right? Yeah, look, obviously, growing up, the kids, you know, uh, you know, showed them a bit of my, you know, stuff that I collected over the years, and obviously, I've got a few number four jumpers and that, so. I guess they, as once Dusty started coming through and doing what he's been doing, um, yeah, they're a bit of a fan of the number four, no doubt. So nice. And what are your first memories of walking through the doors at Tigerland? Uh, look, it's probably yeah, the the real you know history uh, of of the club. You know, when I you know the, getting to the club for the first time and. Um, and obviously there's been some changes around Punt Road, you know, over, you know, the last 10, 15 years since I've finished. But, uh, yeah, the old grandstand and, you know, when I went into, you know, the, the initial change rooms for the first time, you know, there was still, you know, a lot of the old lockers and things like that. And um, you could just, uh, the feel of it, you know, was, was great. Um, you know, and even being taken over to, you know, the, the MCG and going in the old Richmond rooms, you know, mm. was, was a great thrill. And, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's it. It's just that history about yeah. it all and that, yeah. that feel you get. It's, it was awesome. So, obviously, you know, you know, progression and changes and things like that around the club, you know, you've got to move with the times. But uh, that was the main thing I noticed when I got yeah. to uh, Well said, Rue. Those old uh, rooms in the northern stand are oh, just yeah. fantastic. So yeah. 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 What's your yeah, favourite definitely. memory, Rue, from your time? Um, oh, look, it'd have to be, 
you know, playing playing some finals, no doubt. You know, getting to the prelims and um, you know, winning winning a few finals. Uh, they 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 are awesome, no doubt. You know, I'll, I always remember them. And obviously, a couple of the, the big wins, you know, against Essendon in that '95 final, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, um, against Carlton in 2001 at the MCG was was obviously a great win as well. Uh, and outside of that, probably state of origin represent mm. you know representing state of origin uh for south australia so as a kid growing up dad my dad would always take me to watch south australia versus victoria at footy park mm. so um you know to be able to wear that south australian jumper and play with a lot of my idols growing up you know craig bradley and sticks and, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. uh, the list go the rusciutos yeah. and wanganines and modras and um, O'Loughlin's, you know, I can keep going. There's yeah. that many players I played with when I played State of Origin. So outside of Richmond, you know, State of Origin was awesome. Mm-hmm. What about uh, your, your funniest moment in your time at the club, Roger? Well, um, as Richo said, I've got a, quite a few nicknames. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, one of them obviously is uh, Mini Hands. And uh, thanks to <laughs> Richo and Bowdo, they uh, they actually gave me that that name. I remember mm-hmm. it quite clearly. Uh, I uh, I was sitting there after training one day in the locker rooms, and and Bowdo was sitting one side, and I reckon Richo was sitting the other, and we we're just chatting away and. And I read, Richo about it, they just were looking at my hands and one of them said, gee, you've got small hands, Roger. <laughs> They're mini hands. Uh, like, if it was Richo that said it, Bowdo laughed mm. and, and then it just stuck. Someone yeah. else heard that was walking by saying, oh, she's got mini hands. And then, that was, so that was kind of funny. I didn't think it was that funny, but everyone else thought it was yeah. funny. <laughs> but then uh, it, it, it just filtered around the whole club about the nickname and then during Richo you'd remember this during the pre-season where we we had the teams we and did. a lot of the when we got uniforms done but you know Richo on the back of his uniform mm. in our team he had Richo of mm. course they put mini hands on the back of mine <laughs> and uh and then uh to add to the story uh, we had training and there, there for a while we had Stewie Lowe coming down. Uh, That's right. Doing, yeah. Doing some work uh, with the forwards and maybe a bit of ruck work and things like that. And uh, so, and Spud was the coach at the time. And he thought it'd be funny to get Rogie and Buckets Lowe out the front to have a handoff. <laughs> so we were, uh, we're out the front. We had this handoff and it was, it was embarrassing. I was my head. Compared to the size of his bucket, so it was it was very funny for everyone. So, look, that's uh, look, it's it's a funny moment in my career, you know, probably yeah. for everyone else. Though, but, uh, everyone was yeah. in tears. Yeah, yeah. was a very funny story about obviously in that '95 semi, the way the two marks you took over your head, with the chest marks, and he wondered how you actually took the mark with the hand size that you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. And look, I did take a lot of chess marks, and I think I just lost confidence trying to take marks out in front because uh, the boys were into me that much about the size. Yeah. Of the oh no! But uh, yeah, look, it was a funny joke that ran throughout my career a little bit, and it's amazing now. Even um, mates that I've made through, you know, just the local area, and 
they read up about certain things and find out that one of my nicknames is Mini Hand. So yeah. they're into me as well now. So. <laughs> well, well Richo has continued to push it right he through uh, Talking I, Tigers. So. Yeah. I know he has. I know he has. He loves it. So well, he started it. So he's he's keeping the tradition going, mate. So. And who, who was your closest Tiger teammate? Yeah, look, um, I got I got drafted uh, with Jamie Tape, who came over from Adelaide at the same time, and Tape was number five, I was number four, so I had a close connection with Jamie, especially mm. obviously you know his time at Richmond, um, and then uh, out outside of Jamie, you know, obviously you know there was a because when I got there, we were actually a, quite they were quite a young mm. young list, you know, and it was sort of a new era a little bit, so you know the likes of you know, Richo and Daff and Wayne Campbell and Ash Prescott, um, Duncan Kellaway, Gasper, Berkeys, even Dale's Chaffees. So we're all around the same age. So, um, we yeah, we all got along really well. And we actually, yeah, they did a lot of stuff together. And, um, you know, whether it was just in pairs or there was groups of us. So um, it was a good good time to, to get to the club and, you know, uh, with a lot of young players that were, were coming through as well. Um, when I came over, I did move in with uh, Chris Nash and Rob Schaefer. Mm. And, yeah, so I still have close connections with those guys because I lived with them for a number of years. Mm. Uh, and the other one I'd mention is probably Brian Lees. Leesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, so Leesy, uh, he was only there for the one year I was at, at uh, in my first year. He retired uh, in the end of 1994. But uh, I'm still mates with Leesy. Yeah, I think he um, he took me under his wing a little bit, uh, I felt, when I first got to the club. And, yeah, he, uh, he sort of looked after me a little bit in that first year. And, and yeah, here today, we, we still stay in contact. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was a good time, Rue. A lot of young players. And it was a good time to come through the club, mate. Okay, last question before Greeners finishes with a few dad jokes you can take uh, mm. home to the kids. Mate, what, okay. what's something that maybe the supporters and us wouldn't know about your time at Richmond? Uh, I've got a little story. Um, it's to do with Kevin Sheedy, actually. Um, mm. So, yeah, what, what happened? Um, so in that year, 1993, when I stayed in South Australia, the club flew me over um, – uh, for one of the games. And I think it was, I, I, I did check it out. I think it was round 21. It was Richmond versus Melbourne in 93. And um, so I uh, got taken to the game and um, got obviously shown around down in the rooms and things like that before the game and the atmosphere. Uh, and then at half time, and I reckon it was Leesy actually, Brian Lees, that took me um, up to the president's luncheon um, yeah. there at the MCG. And, Took me in just to introduce me to a few people that were in there and things like that. And Kevin Kevin Sheedy was actually uh, in the room um, at, at the lunch. So Leesy said, "I oh, come and meet Kevin Sheedy," and I'm like, "Oh God, yeah." And I was an Essendon supporter as a kid. I hope that's okay. Right. But uh, we all supported certain yeah. things. So I thought that was going to be this is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to meet Kevin Sheedy, and uh, so I go over and. Brian, you know, introduces himself and uh, he says, oh, I've got, you know, one of Richmond's new recruits that's going to be coming over next year. And uh, and Kevin sort of turned around and first thing he said to me was, are you going to play 200 games with Richmond? And I'm like, I didn't know what to say. I'm, yeah. I'm like an 18-year-old that's mm. 19, just, just been drafted. And, 
you know, the thrill of coming to the MCG for the first time. And I, I, I think I said, oh, I hope to. And he, and he said, listen, son, there's a lot of uh, four-letter words in footy. You know, there's mark, kick, pass. The words you should use and is will. You will play 200 games with the Richmond Footy Club. And then he just turned his back on me. And I didn't know what to do or say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Leesy's like looked at me, and, and Leesy was in a bit of shock too that uh, Kevin had sort of did what he did, but you know yeah. it was quite unique. And uh, yeah. and Leesy said, Leesy said, oh, look, okay, we'll go now. And I said, Kevin, and I sort of said, see Kevin. He sort of you know nodded his head. So off I went, and uh, yeah, so I, I I took that on board. You know, yeah, that sort of uh, was. I felt that that was a great thing that he mm. did, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though it was only very, very short, but, uh, you know. Yeah, positive, uh, positive reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, correct, Darren. Um, and, yeah, it drove me a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. You know? and look, I, mean, I think everyone knows I've, I got the 197. Mm. Um, mm. But I, I, what I do take away from it is that I did get in the 200 club with the AFL because they counted state of origin. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I got into the 200 club, so I feel that I did. I got 200. So. That's, no, should, that's a great should, story. Well, you should be very proud of the career that you had, Roger. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Cheers, yeah, mate. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Roger, that's awesome, mate. You did. You should have played 200 actual day games. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Mate, thanks for joining us, but you've got to hang around. I'm sure yeah. you've heard of Greener's Gags. Okay, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, you can use use a few of these. Use a few right. of these. All right, here we go. Now, okay. um, my mate's wife told him recently, you act like a detective too much. I want to split up. And he said, good idea. Uh, we can cover more ground that way. <laughs> uh, now, many years ago, I don't think even Richo knows this, but I, uh, I actually worked in the woods uh, as a lumberjack. Oh, did you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I just, I just couldn't hack it. Uh, so they gave they gave me the axe. Uh, what do you call a knight? What do you call a knight in medieval times who was afraid to fight? Uh, surrender. Oh, no. um, have you played the the uh, there's the updated uh, kids game I Spy with my no. little yeah I Spy with my little iPhone. Uh, One more. One more. One more. Um, I recently, I recently met a, a limousine driver, and he'd been in business for thirty years. Wasn't Peter McKenna. No, no, no. But despite <laughs> trying his hardest, he hadn't managed to get one customer. Mm. All that time and nothing to show for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh they're horrible. Very good. Oh, good, uh, good to chat to you today, mate. We'll see you around soon, I'm sure. No worries, Rich. No worries, Tony. No worries, Thanks, Thanks for having mate. me on, guys. Great Thanks, to have you. Great to That's have been you. Talking Tigers. How good was that? Uh, mini Hands Rogers. Next up is the fish, Scott Turner, in a couple of weeks. We can't wait to have Scotty on. Uh, see you at the G Friday night. Big game against the Dogs. Uh, and we'll be back next week on Talking Tigers. Here's a little bit of UMI. Beat of a lot. Big opportunity.